Hello, and welcome to Eyewitness Beauty, the podcast where we talk about the biggest stories in the beauty industry each week. I'm Nick Axelrod-Welk, and that rattling of ice you hear, there you go, is finally Diamond Creek Bomb. She's back. I'm back. How was your European research excursion? I said you were on some a sort of sabbatical. It was so nice. It was honestly such a dream. Hard. It was hard, right? Difficult. No, it was honestly like Cinderella experience. <laughs> I'm not even going to really? try to play cool. It was so cool. I mean. Will you explain you were there for the film festival? Yeah. So I went to Cannes for the film festival. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're calling it Cannes now. Okay. Yeah, apparently that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. But I like to switch back and forth depending on the situation. <laughs> like if I need to act a little, a little ditzy in certain situations, I'm like, do y'all know where, are we in Cannes right now? Or <laughs> what part of the Rivera is? <laughs> okay, so we're in Cannes, Con. We're in Cannes, Con. Yeah, my boyfriend was like, let's go on a trip. And then I was like, okay. And then he suggested con and I was like wait I can go on vacation and watch movies the whole time and get dressed up that sounds like best case scenario (laughs) so it was fun I mean it's like I had no reason to be there so I wasn't doing any schmoozing or taking meetings or were you doing any like important research for the podcast do you have any like beauty trends or beauty news to report back on let's think I did have like my red carpet like makeup look figured out like DIY version which was nice I prefer to do my own makeup anyway, but let me tell you about Guerlain's Meteorites Primer. It is the liquid version of, I guess it's like, you know how they have like the powder? The Meteorite is like all the little, like the little balls, balls. right? Is that the, mm-hmm. yeah. And they have Where you like tones, brush all the like balls purple. together, yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. yep, yep. And the colors mix together when you dip your brush in. Well, first of all, you need to buy the liquid primer, it's like the perfect mix between like a dry, like powdery and like a dewy. I don't know how they do it. Just get it. It's really good. It's not too shimmery. I really hate shimmery all over face products. I get like use a highlighter or whatever, but I don't like shimmery stuff all over your face, but this is incredible. The skin finish and feel is so nice and it's like perfect to put anything on top of. And then they also make a travel size version of their meteorites powder that you have to get. And I use it every day just because the applicator is so good. It's like a little sponge tip applicator that's perfect for like under eyes. So definitely buy those two things. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just I had so much fun like shopping beforehand for because you go to like the premieres and I had no idea how many we were going to go to or like what the vibe was. Side note, the thing about con, I went once I was there for work, but anyway, the one thing about con is that you have to wear, I think it's like after a certain hour, it might be like after 5 PM it's black tie. The entire city is black tie. Right. Or like there's some weird rule that like, even if you're not going to premiere, like you have to be dressed up in like the town. No, there were definitely rando people. Okay, maybe that doesn't make any (laughs) sense (laughs) that there would be that law in the town. Okay, but like, fine. Any evening event is black. French fashion police going up and being like, literal fashion police. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. That is not probably true. But what is probably true (laughs) is that you do have to for any events that are happening at night. They're all black tie. Oh yeah, they're really strict about dress code. Like if you're wearing the wrong shoes, they'll send you away. For men, women can get away with anything. Pretty. Were you able to wear those Simone Rocha shoes? 
No, I didn't take those. <laughs> I think <laughs> oh, my boyfriend just... <laughs> hates them as much as you do. But no, I wore, I have like a favorite, favorite gown designer that did like maybe three collections in the 90s. And I've never heard of his name before. I found him on eBay. And now I just buy everything that comes up because they're all $50. But they fit incredible. So I wore one of his dresses. Basically, I bought, bought a bunch of stuff on the Real Real and eBay. All vintage, but who is it? Yeah, can we, can we like bleep it out? We can bleep it out. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds really fun. Um. By the way, happy Pride. Oh, who cares? Let's talk about Gondomar. <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> I just want to feel what it feels like to get canceled. I want to start drama. <laughs> Yesterday was June 1st when we're recording this and all of like the brands that have my email address were sending out emails like happy pride. There was one from like the place where we get our baby formula. (laughs) They would use like the different colors of baby formula, which have like different meanings for like the types to make the colors of the rainbow. And I was like, this is, they were like, where are we? Like we have lost, (laughs) we've literally lost the reason for the season here. But then I was like, you know what? I don't want to create negativity in the world. And so I took down all those posts. Why? You posted about how lame it was? I was just screenshotting all the like marketing emails, like trying to make money off of gay pride. Oh, I see. I see. Like SoulCycle has like a You Cycle Girl like shirt collection now for gay pride. I thought it was annoying, but then I was like, you know what? I should focus on the positive. I mean, Nick, listen, people that have chosen the more traditional lifestyle like, don't get bothered when they get Christmas emails, even though it's about our Lord and Christ, Jesus. You, know? <laughs> you say that word so maybe... like you know you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that name. Lord and Savior, I meant. No, I, <laughs> I think my mom knows I'm going to hell, and so she goes to church for me every Sunday. She's always like, I went to church today. That's like, and that's nice. You've like outsourced it. <laughs> You got to delegate. Like, <laughs> Sorry, you yeah, can't be a she-o like, and not delegate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like a hashtag girl boss and like your mom is like saving your soul on the weekends. I feel like that's good. What else is going on with you besides like your annoying rainbow baby formula emails? Oh, okay. So my annoying baby formula emails were annoying and then my daughter was sick and then what I realized was basically like holiday weekends – are not vacation anymore. Like, you know, when you used to have a long weekend and it'd be like, ah, oh, I can do nothing. That's what I did. When you, I know, but when you have a kid, it's like a vacation for everyone else besides you. <laughs> oh no. You know, Evie was really sick, which was super sad. And it was hard yeah. to like figure out what it was because she can't talk. And it's like, bitch, if you can't Aww. talk, I can't tell what's wrong with you. I'm not a mind reader. And I do. I call my daughter bitch. I say, bitch, girl. <laughs> And then you're like, you know what? Let's leave it. Let's like get some alone time and then you leave. You yeah. Get your keys. I'm like, I'm like, we need some cooling off time. I need to cool off. I put her in the baby jail we have from Scandinavia and then I'm I'm out. No. She's, <laughs> she is a delightful angel and she's so cute. She's so cute and she's only getting cuter. She's like a cross between like a soup dumpling yeah, soup and dumpling. like a bag of marshmallows. Oof. Yeah. You forwarded me a very upsetting news story this week, which was that there are podcasters on Spotify who are making tens of thousand dollars a month with quote unquote Mm -hmm. white noise podcasts. 
I think there is something to be said about like working with like noise canceling headphones and white noise. So is that what it is? Mm, I don't know. But then I think that there's also this subversive like group of people that are like, fuck the system. There was a famous, I think, heavy metal band that put out a white noise album on like streaming platforms to raise money for their next album. And they had all their fans just play white noise all day. Mm. Like, so they would get the money from having their quote unquote music played, but it was just white noise. Oh, I like that. But my question is like, what the heck are we doing wrong that we pay other people to make our podcast and there are people who don't even have content who are making $20,000 a month? I don't know. I think we have to start posting photos of our feet because I posted oh, a photo of my yeah. foot the other day and somebody was Wiki like, feet. oh, Wiki you should feet. be charging for that. Speaking of which, this month we celebrate our Platinum Jubilee by which... I mean, our second anniversary as a podcast. And we were thinking, like, how could we commemorate our own Platinum Jubilee in an interesting and unique way? And knowing that podcasting is a visual medium, we will definitely be leveraging (laughs) that the visual storytelling aspect of audio podcasting, right? That's our only (laughs) hint. That was the most confusing hint. (laughs) <laughs> you Now you've committed. Now you've committed. I said it as a joke, but then okay. Nick just got himself into years and years and years and years of heartache. Ugh, <laughs> oh, I know. Should we do top stories? Let's do it. Okay, the biggest news this week was Kim Kardashian launches a skincare brand called SKN by Kim. Neutral packaging. I know it's all eco-friendly and sustainable because Brian Rodinger, who designed Necessaire with me and Home Court with me, did the packaging. What are your thoughts? Well, it's expensive, that's for sure. Listen, it's nine pieces. It's all face. Cleanser, toner, exfoliator, hyaluronic serum, vitamin C8 serum. What do you think that is? And then she has a vitamin C oil drops. Face cream, eye cream, hydrating night oil. Seems a little dated. It seems dated. Also, she's wearing so much makeup in the pictures. Like, you're not known for your skin. You're known for wearing makeup. What? Yeah, I mean, true, but there's been a lot of people that are not even known for their makeup launching makeup lines. True. I don't know. I'm, like, sick of the Kardashians. Yeah, look, we're all, like, over it. Celebrity lines, don't care. Even, like, is my French, I, like... I'm excited to see what she does. I'm excited to see the packaging. I'm excited to see the campaign. But like, will I buy the products? I don't know. And she's cool. And I actually think she's like the one person doing interesting stuff in beauty. Okay, so can I say one thing about Kim Kardashian that I found interesting? So there was this like breathless puff piece profile of her in the New York Times yesterday when the skincare brand launched. And one of the things that she's asked about in the story is about her comments about dropping 15 pounds for the Met and how that was met with a lot of upset and outrage from the body positivity movement. And she says, to me, it was like, okay, Christian Bale can do it for a movie role and that is acceptable. And True. I mean, we don't talk enough about like manorexia in Hollywood. It's real. I agree, but also like Kim, it's not... Okay, where do I start? Okay, yes. Christian Bale can do that. He's an actor. He's not like a personality. So it's not like people look up to him. He's playing a role. 
And Kim is trying to pretend that she's like playing a role, but that's just like what we as a culture have projected onto her is that she's some sort of like a symbol for something. But I'm like, you're like a girl that other girls look up to. And you're also, it's not like Christian Bale was glamorizing. He was doing it to look terrible. Do you know what I mean? Okay, what about the Top Gun Maverick, our Marvel superheroes, like all those men? It's like Kumail Nanjiani where, yes, he like had this dramatic body transformation. I just don't think he glamorized it in the way that Kim, it's not like Kim was like, Kim was trying to fit into a dress and like Christian Bale was like playing a very deranged character in a movie and also didn't give interviews where he sort of, where he glamorized it. It's just like, she's missing the point. What if instead she said, you know, I just, I have really fast metabolism and I work really hard. I work out every day at 6am and I eat a really balanced and healthy diet while she's starving herself behind the scenes and not being honest about it. I don't think that's good. I guess what I think would have been the better response is like to just not talk about the weight loss and just be like, oh my God, yeah. I can't well, like it. There's I been can't speculation. <laughs> there's been some speculation on Reddit that she actually underwent like a recent weight loss surgery and she's claiming that she did a crash diet before the Met to kind of like distract from the fact that like she had her BBL reduced and is now going for the skinny look. Oh God. But it's dark. That's dark. That is all alleged. And it's also, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Another great quote from this article. In her mind, it was about commitment, like that of a boxer who needs to make weight for a bout. She lost about 16 pounds in one month through diet, a sauna suit, and running twice a day. Quote, I didn't do anything unhealthy, unquote, she said. <laughs> oh, a sauna okay. suit sounds miserable. Um, Horrible. Listen, and running twice a day... I've dropped 16 pounds in a month and we're like the same height. And was that healthy? And for it's you? called not eating. Right. I mean, you saw Which me. Is unhealthy. I thought you would be like, yes, you look so hot. But you were like, <laughs> like all my friends were like, Ugh. and I was like, okay, now I know. <laughs> yeah, too much, too much. We didn't talk about the most scandalous aspect, the skimono aspect of this. Kimono aspect is that there's some skin gate, no eye. So Lori Harvey, which we you know, mentioned on the pod, launched her own skincare line called SKN by Lori Harvey. By Lori. By Lori. Kim's is SKKN. So people are like, Kim, what is going on in your head to where you would name? Or people are claiming there's like a copyright violation, but these people are not lawyers and nor am I, but I have named a lot of brands in my day. I think what is happening, the technicality here is that Lori definitely didn't trademark skin because it's a descriptive term. She probably trademarked the whole phrase SKN by Lori Harvey or by Lori. And then same with Kim Kardashian. She trademarked SKN probably by Kim Kardashian or by Kim. So you trademark the whole phrase. You can't own the letters SKN at this point, I don't think. So technically, legally, can they use it? Yes, is it smart to name your brand skin either way? No. But also definitely if there's not another celebrity with this very similar name that just launched a skincare line. <laughs> a very smart Redditor had a theory that they posted nine hours ago, which is that maybe this is all a planned legal drama and it'll be like they'll have to change the name like they did with Kimono and it'll be like a Lori versus Kim thing. And it's just a way to like drum up, drum up 
press for the skincare line, which would be kind Outrage of genius. marketing. Maybe. I mean, think of how many units they printed with that packaging. Like, for them to, like, liquidate that is, like, really makes me nauseous. Maybe they only printed, like, one. Anyway, what else happened in the world of beauty while I've been gone? What did you like? Okay, great question. Burned down. You know who I saw? I who? told you. I already texted you. I texted you the moment I saw her in con. Dr. Barbara Sturm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the other news was that last week we incorrectly, well, we reported on incorrect rumors that L'Oreal was going to buy by Rado. We? Sorry, who's Me we? and Dulma. <laughs> Dulma and I. In a relatively, it was like a rumor, but it was just wrong. But I clearly wasn't the only one who was confused because in the business of fashion news blast on the sale of Byredo, it said in the headline, L'Oreal buys Byredo. And then in the body of the email, it said Puj buys Byredo. Puj is the Spanish house that owns Carolina Herrera, Nina Ricci, Paco Rabanne. They own the majority stake in Gautier, Dries Van Noten. They own a lot of uh, fragrance brands or the licenses. So they acquired Barreto for a rumored $1 billion. Are you serious? $1 billion? Yeah. 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 Jeez Louise. Isn't that how much I The know. Ordinary went for? I mean, I, I love Barreto, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> The ordinary was valued at $2.2 billion. Yeah, but it's about what the company paid for them. Is that what they're valuing by Rito at, or is that what they paid for them? Let's see. Hold, oh, my God. Now we're getting in the weeds. Um, well, no. So Lauder know. bought 75% of the ordinary, which valued the whole company at about $2 billion. Pooch has acquired a majority stake in Byredo, and the valuation was as high as $1 billion. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's all making sense now. There was an article in Business of Fashion that was talking about, like, can Barreto keep its, like, indie cool edge now as part of, like, a luxury conglomerate? And I was like, yes. <laughs> TLDR, yes. Right? Yeah, I mean, do they still have that indie feel? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I love their fragrances, but I'm not, like, thinking it's... I, yeah, it's not like Le Labo where it feels like they're crafting it in their, like, Brooklyn scent laboratory... It always felt like a luxury brand. I guess the one thing you could say is that the fragrances themselves are much odder. Like, they're interesting and weird. They're a thinking man's fragrance. <laughs> they are, in a way. No, I agree with right? you. They're like, some of them you have to think for a minute to enjoy them. Exactly. And I am for that, and I'm happy Listen, for Listen, as long as they keep making the incense, those are their best product. I agree. It does burn really quickly, though. Yeah, but they're very strong. Because, like, I realized I burned the Santa Maria Novella ones at the same time, and they're, like, very puny in comparison. Really? Yes. Okay, what else should we talk about? We talked about Pride. We talked about Kim Skin. There was, it was, a, I mean, otherwise, I think we're kind of gearing up for a little bit of a slow summer. Oh, wait, did you guys cover House Labs rebranding last we week? We did. We did. We did. Did you see it, though, at the time? Yeah, we hadn't seen the new packaging. What do you think? I need it to be different. I need it to not be this, like, defaulty, like, what am I looking at? It looks like a mix of makeup revolution slash about face. 
I'm sure that the formulas are very nice, but I feel like the packaging, she's so weird and opulent. It's like, give me, who's that? Drama. Um, give me Pat yeah, McGrath like, give like, me- in like weird glitter packets and stuff. Yeah, I needed this to be weirder. Like these products should feel special. They shouldn't feel like, I don't know, like. It feels generic. Uh, it does feel very That's generic. That's the word. So- it feels generic. Like her little monsters are supposed to be happy with this. Yeah. It's like, give me Anna Sui. Like very ornate packaging with like details and scrolls and bows and different colors, all custom tooled. Instead, we got like off the shelf shapes. We got color matched tubes with the silver cap. I'm just, I mean, obviously they they had to rush to rebrand. So maybe they didn't have time to do anything custom, but. It just, to me, it also just speaks to the fact that obviously like Gaga is not heavily involved. Or she's just not good at it. She can't be good at everything. True, she's so true. talented. One person can't be an expert in every fucking field. No, like you're I want right, her to actually. win her EGOT, but like it's not gonna include a cosmetic a CEW award, cosmetic executive women award, you know? Although anyway. Probably it will, so that they can drum up some guys <laughs> for it. Fair, yeah. She'll yeah. definitely win like like relaunch of the year. Kind of like the out kind of like the outset getting brand of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The outset. Somebody said something on Instagram about I love how much Annie hates the outset. And I was like, What? I didn't say anything bad about the outset. And then I was listening to our episode like a week ago. <laughs> and I was like, No, I can't no, win. Someone sent me a picture of the display at Sephora for the outset. And it's just like huge pictures of Scarlett Johansson and like the whole vibe of her saying that it's not a celebrity brand is kind of hysterical. Are we little bitches? I don't think so. We're bitter bitches. Yeah, we're like big bitches. Listen, do you guys want us to give our real opinion or do you want us to do little fluff pieces all day? We are hard-hitting beauty journalists, or what are we, yeah. commentators or journalists? I guess journalists need to remain Both. more, like, uh, neutral. So we're not really journalists. No, we are, I would say we are analysts, and we are opinion givers. Mm-hmm. We're columnists. We're op-ed columnists. I think we should do product of the week. Yeah. Nick, I have so many products I want to talk about right now, which does not You have to choose happen. one. So- you have to choose one. Or should I do all of them right now? No, we have to space them out for weeks you don't have like a million. Ugh, okay. Well, I did buy a ton of, you know, fringe pharmacy products while I was <laughs> there, which normally I don't care about because they have everything in the U.S. And then I realized, oh, I don't have this. I've never seen this before. And the formulas, of course, are better in Europe, or some of them are. I did buy a really incredible moisturizer that might be my new favorite moisturizer, and it has 50 SPF, but... I'll give it another week trying that out before I recommend it. I will, however, recommend. I got a desperate gel manicure before I left for my trip because I didn't. I wanted long nails the whole time. I didn't want to deal with them breaking while traveling. And it was a bad, they did a really bad job. So I couldn't stop thinking about it while I was in France. And so I ordered a gel manicure products to be home when I got home so I could fix it immediately because you know when you have a shitty manicure all that you can think about is like peeling off your nails and you can't really do that with gel you're like locked in yeah exactly it's like one of those Cartier bracelets like the ones where they like they're locked on I hate those 
So corny. Yeah. I hate that whole concept. Okay, so there is a Natalie Pavlovsky recommended. She's like the very cool celeb slash editorial nail artiste. We go way back. She recommended this brand called Gel Care Official. I just follow them on Instagram because I think that their like colors are really nice and they have really nice photography of hands and like splotches of nail polish. Great shades across the board. I think they do all gel. They're based in Montreal. So I ordered a bunch of their stuff, base coats, top coats, and like seven different shades. I am now wearing coconut, which is a sheer jelly white. Nick, are you looking at my nails? I can't really. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's sheer white and it makes your nails look so chic and perfect. And I ordered all the like stuff that Natalie uses when she like cleans your cuticles and buffs away like any like rough surface on your nail. Anyway, I just did a really excellent job with these. So I just wanted you to see. They are beautiful. Will you take a picture and put them on our Instagram? And I also think like if you want a new hobby and you're pretty good at nails, get yourself like all the like gel nail tools. It's like really, really, really fun. It's giving me vibes of like during COVID when I like bought a special sourdough bread basket and a special sourdough bread knife <laughs> like that just for like scoring the tops. Like I just like heavily invested in all of the tools that I needed. And let's just say I haven't made a loaf of bread in quite a while. I've always done my nails. So maybe, yeah, don't get into it and buy a bunch of shit if you're <laughs> if you're not somebody that does your own nails anyway. But I also, my committed. hot tip is... Because you know you have to put your hand under like a lamp to cure yep. the polish. Yep. And so you're Famously exposing under your like hands. under like a UV, yeah. Right. So what I do is I take a brush, like a foundation brush, and I brush on SPF all around my hand, all around my nails without getting it on the nail before I... Genius. I know. No, I love I know. that. Here's mine. And I feel like I'm doing fragrances a lot recently. And it could be because I just started a new job and I feel like fragrance is like a good, it like adds to your outfit and like the impression that you give. And so I'm like very focused on like smelling interesting and good. And I'm not usually a vanilla person. It's like very, it's like cloying and it's too sweet and I'm not into it. However, I like found the first ever like, I don't want to say gender neutral because I hate that term, but it's like neither masculine nor feminine. It's just sort of like a complex vanilla inspired fragrance. It's called Vanille Antique by Barreto. And it's part of their Night Veils extract line, which is, I think, just more expensive, like more fancy raw materials. So I'm just reading the description to understand how they make it less. Like it's still vanilla and warm and like cozy, but not sweet or syrupy. And the description doesn't really explain how they do that. There's like some woodiness and some darkness. They're adding some cashmere wood, some musk. Would you say it's a more masculine fragrance? Like, No, I would say it's a more, I would say, I, I really think it's like smack in the middle. If you like fucking Terry Mugler, Angel, this is not for you. But if you like vanilla things, but are looking for something that smells less like Sephora version of vanilla and a little bit more indie perfumery complex. version of vanilla. A little bit more, like some people like a simple vanilla. So I'm not saying complex in like a value judgment, but just like it's interesting and yet like very familiar because it's vanilla. I love it. And you can buy it on Barreto.com. It's $330, but one spritz is all you need. 
I know. No, I couldn't do that. And then the other day, this is a little side note. I was having dinner with a friend who was in from New York, and I had sprayed myself with vanille, and he was smelling incredible. And I was like, what the fuck are you wearing? And he was like, this is Mixed Emotions by Barreto, which I think is the one Barreto fragrance that I actually have never smelled. And again, it's like neither masculine nor feminine, but was like maybe a little bit more floral than the one I was wearing in terms like, you know, if you had to categorize it. They're saying it's woody, though, so I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. That's all we have. And guys, you guys are in the beauty industry, all of our readers, so like, make some news so we can talk about it, right? Make some noise. Make some news. Let us know what you want us to do for our Platinum Jubilee. We have a surprise oh, yeah. already <laughs> for you, but for the episode itself, I'm guessing a Q&A. I don't know. We'll figure it out. As always, Eyewitness Beauty is produced by Jessamine Molly of Seaplane Armada. Our theme music is by Danny Presant, and our album art is by Simon Abronowitz. We haven't gotten a new review on Apple Podcasts in quite a long time, and it's really bumming me out. So if we could just get some reviews, some interesting and complex and nuanced reviews or some simple reviews. We would greatly appreciate it. Follow our Patreon to patreon.com slash eyewitnessbeauty. Annie, what else do we have? Our email addresses, I guess? Yeah, you can email us at hi at eyewitnessbeauty.com. Send Nick happy pride notes to nick at eyewitnessbeauty.com. <laughs> like, loves it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram. And that's it. Yeah. Have a great week, you guys. Have a great week. Enjoy yourselves. Relax. Stay healthy. Relax. Take it easy. We'll see you next week. Bye.